I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Okay, I wish y'all could have just seen Janice's dance moves. You have rhythm. You have good rhythm. I have rhythm. Yeah, you have good rhythm. I have seen you do the floss. Yes. (laughs) Although, I don't know that takes as much rhythm as it does just pure skills. You have total skills. My grandchildren hate it. They're like, please stop. Oh, I think you look. Although adorable. Haney took a, did a TikTok and posted it of oh, <laughs> me that, doing the floss. That's huge. <laughs> Haney that's, likes me no matter what. Oh, <laughs> Haney looks like you. <laughs> you think? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, do you think thank so? You. Kind of. She has. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of. Yeah. I Actually, mean, I have a picture of me when I was like probably twelve, and if you take the bubble flip off then it looks like owen oh i see that it's really interesting owen has your eyes Uh haney doesn't have your eyes haney has blair's eyes because blair's eyebrows you know are so arched and everything Uh uh and uh and that's what haney has those eyebrows Mm. but owen yeah owen does look Exactly, especially your face shape and your eyes. Oh gosh, bless his heart. He'll oh, be mortified. Oh no, he is the key. Oh, isn't he? Yes, oh. he is precious. I know, and he's cool. He's so cool. He's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, welcome to another week of the remedy. We're so fired up to be with you all today. Um, Janice, do you want to talk about our sponsor? Oh. We got the most amazing donation from Australia, from Mm -hmm. my precious daughter, Wesley Lawton. (laughs) And you didn't even know. I didn't even know, Mm. Wesley. That is so kind. It is so kind. I should should Venmo you that (laughs) money back. (laughs) No, really, Wesley. That is so sweet. I can't believe you didn't even tell me that. Yeah, it was really oh, well, I, she loves listening to us and she's always so cute and calls me when she finishes and says, oh, y'all were so good. And she's told all of her friends and everything. She is so sweet. Yeah. Wesley, thank you, darling. That is just so precious of yes. you. Very, 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 very sweet. So oh, thank you, Wesley. And tell Titus, thank you. I'm sure it's from him too. Yes. He probably doesn't listen. He has no idea, though, how much this has benefited his life. <laughs> so if he if he knew, he would gladly, he would gladly sponsor that episode. He is. He is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful young man and a wonderful husband and father, and I adore him. That is so sweet. Yeah, he's awesome. Wow. Wow. Um, Okay, so today we're continuing our amazing conversation on abundance. We're talking about springing into abundance. You and I are big believers in an abundant life, not a ho-hum life, not a mediocre life, not a okay life, like not even a great life. I'm talking abundant 
abundant life. You and I are big believers in that. We are big believers in it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're hopefully we're going to be able to help you guys really understand the things that you can do mm-hmm. to help that abundance come along because they, uh, you know, it's not like we just sit on the curb with our hands out waiting for manna in the form of dollars, let's say, yeah. if we're talking about financial abundance to flow from heaven. But we're talking about a mindset that I believe creates our environment. Absolutely. And so we're going to talk about that and ways in which uh, we can get you guys fired up for this. It is a mindset. You know, it really doesn't have to do with anything. It, it doesn't have to do with how much money is in your bank account or no. how many friends you have or whether or not you have a boyfriend or a great husband or, I mean, those things contribute to abundant life. And and I think we're all um, entitled to all the good things. But this is, I, I do believe that abundance, true, authentic abundance is a mindset. And it's a, like, it's, you know, we talked about last week how it's liberating because what happens when you have an abundant mindset is regardless of your circumstances, it's still abundant. Well, I totally agree. And I also think that when you have an abundant mindset, you draw abundant totally. abundance into your Comes. life and the awareness of that. Yeah. So I think the awareness is really important that mm-hmm. we look at our lives exactly as they are today and Rather than look at it from a form of lack, we are looking at it from a place of abundance that we've already are experiencing. I mean, the fact that I breathe the air is one reason to feel abundant. Totally. But we're going to get into all of that and talk about the ways that we can, you know, I, I how we can create an environment in our thinking and in our living that will help us receive that that difference in abundance. And um, I love this, that our consciousness is a soil in which our intentions take root and grow. Mm. Say so, that again. Read that again. So our consciousness is a soil in which our intentions take root and grow. And if we tend to our life by tending to the garden of our mind, we will... If we tend to our life by tending to the garden of our mind and consciousness, we are setting an environment to receive the abundance in our consciousness as a result. Absolutely. So I do believe that what what I, that even our receiving of of um, tangible representations of our abundance of our abundance is based on a lot of what we're tending in our mind. Absolutely. It's a reap what you sow. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take the, uh, we're going to, we're going to take it as a garden of our mind. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about some of the different, um, the different aspects of this and things that we can do to prepare this garden of, in our mind of consciousness. And we're going to talk about Tova and I, we came up with some words that we read in a reading and we're going to each talk about what we think that looks like. Yes. For us. So you sent me this thought and the title of it is actually called tending your garden, which uh-huh, is awesome. Uh-huh. 
Um, and I'll just read the very top part. It says, every day you tend your life by tending to the garden of your mind and consciousness. Now, I read that sentence probably five times. Um, every day you tend your life by tending to the garden of your mind and consciousness. So those include planting, weeding, mulching, fertilizing, watering, and pruning all have a place in this process. Preparing the soil, choosing the seeds, thinning rows, transplanting, and harvesting are also required. So how can you relate this analogy to the things you do in your mind and consciousness to tend to your life? So just like you said, we took each of these words, and I'm really excited about this because I find it super fascinating. I do too. Um, we each spent time meditating and thinking through these specific words of planting, weeding, mulching, fertilizing, uh, pruning, um, thinning rows, transplanting, and harvesting. And kind of, um, and, and just thought about what do these words mean when we think about tending to the garden of our mind and our consciousness? And how, what is this practice that you and I have of tending to the garden of our mind uh -huh. that creates and adds to uh, abundant, great abundance in our uh -huh. life? Mm -hmm. um, so let's just start, if you want, with the first word. So did you, is your first word preparing the soil? Yeah. Okay. First, for, yeah. I just took the list that. Yeah. And great. And yes. Yeah, so, so each of these words, um, what do they mean to you, Janice? Well, um, so I, preparing, but let's start with preparing yeah, the soil. I, uh, I think it is mindfulness, meditation, and prayer. Mm. I feel like that is the preparation for the soil, which is the base of the garden. What did you come up with? So preparing the soil in my mind, it was the, it was essentially the same thing um, because in my mind it was how I start each day. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's mm -hmm. the practice of gratitude, the practice of prayer, and and meditation, reading my devotionals. It's uh, the first thing I do when I wake up is feed my dogs, go get a cup of coffee, come back, get in bed. And I have all my books right next to my bed and I sit there for however long. And for me, it's a very, I mean, I look forward to it every single day. Um, it really is preparing my mind and my soul for the day. That is exactly what I do first thing in the morning. Is it? Go downstairs, get my coffee, come back upstairs read my books and <laughs> sit in my bed <laughs> and get that all going. And I mean, I, I have my books at the lake or I'll take them when I go to Arizona next week or well, the week that this is going to be airing, I'm going to be in Arizona with my cute friend, Vicki, and um, I'll have my books with me. And it is, it is literally if something interrupts that and I cannot do it, it really kind of, it just kind of makes me off center. Totally. It, for me too. I have done that for, I think, well, I, I've done that. I've done this practice since 1995. 
wow. Mm -hmm. That was when my marriage was starting to fall apart. And I started going to a 12-step program and had readings. And that's when I started doing this. Wow. That's a long time. I have to say, that's interesting that you became, because I had started and stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped a morning practice, whether it was reading the Bible or reading a devotional. Um, For years, I've started, stop, start, stop. There was something about getting divorced that really catapulted me into needing this. Mm -hmm. And then... And now it's just a ha- it's a beautiful habit. Yeah. I mean, it- isn't that interesting that our divorces mm-hmm. is what got us into this real need for it? Need, mm-hmm. need. I think, at least for me, and I think that you were in the same place because I never, ever, ever entertained the idea of getting a divorce. It was against everything I believed in and all yeah. of my values. Yeah. And it was the most gut-wrenching experience I have ever had. Absolutely. And I think that's where I was desperate Mm -hmm. for something. Yeah. And I know now that what I was desperate for was God. Yeah. And I, and this was what really, and I'd gone to church forever. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. I was Bible study girl (laughs) out the wazoo. (laughs) And I was just... Yeah, it it was it, but I didn't have a real healthy spiritual practice at all and experience. And this is what me starting this is what really gave me that experience, that awakening. Yeah, was an awakening. That's a that's a great word, and mm-hmm. I love it, it. It awoke me as well. You know, I say I've said often that getting divorced was more devastating. To me, then, you know, people say all the time, losing children is the hardest thing that you could ever go through. For me, getting divorced was harder. And that's a really, I mean, when I say that, people look at me like, whoa. And, um, you know, there were, it, it was just ho- horrifying. Well, I, I, I think that the thing that is so horrifying and difficult about divorce is it renders us so back at some sort of odd beginning and you know it you know when you lost your children as as painful as that was that was your loss and it was Topher's loss but when you lost when your marriage ended it affected your friends your family your children finances finances I mean you had to literally start over yeah yeah And there was there were choices involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a choice losing my children. That's right. And there was an innocence and a sweetness, and it, mm-hmm. there was nothing but love. Mm-hmm. And when you're getting divorced, it's just ugh, it's the worst. It's hard. It's, it's awful. hard. So um, yeah, I really believe that that for me, starting my day, starting having the mindset every morning of prayer, meditation, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, having those practice, it's. I love that we both we both started with that. So the next one is uh, choosing the seeds. Choosing the seeds. You s- go ahead. Okay, for me, um, I. <clears throat> so when I think about a garden, 
and I think about what what I want it to look like, mm-hmm. um, it's a visualization. Mm-hmm. So for me, choosing the seeds is is a visualization of how I would like for my day and my interactions to go. So I think that I've, I know that I've talked about this before, but one of the things that I do every single morning when, uh, what, before I pray is I look at my calendar Mm -hmm. and I, I see what I have for the day and I visualize, um, all, all of those things. I see the people that I'm going to counsel. I, I see taking Anaprin to golf. I think about dinner and and I think about and visualize how I want all of those interactions to go and how I want all of those people to feel when they leave me. Love that. And uh, I've been doing that for probably four years now. And... I love it. I don't do that with my calendar, but I'm going to start because that is a real added element to that. I I did basically write the same thing that you did, though. I said it's the 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 seeds are my intentions. Yes, they are. What do I want mm-hmm. or need to experience, mm-hmm. achieve, and I write it down. My best life. Ooh. I love that. And that, because that intention with the seeds in a garden, you know, you're not going to plant tomato seeds. Do tomatoes have seeds? I guess they do. They do? I've just planted a tomato. I think so, yeah. I've just planted a tomato plant. Well, I haven't really. (laughs) Don't garden. (laughs) You don't see it, do you? No offense. (laughs) With a bonnet. And my hoe. <laughs> Every once in a while, you see some tomato seeds in like your pasta sauce. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. There were True. seeds in tomatoes. Seeds in the middle. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you know, so those seeds are my. Con- you know, if I'm gonna, if I want, let's say, green beans, then and I plant lettuce seeds. To lettuce, I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, this is a terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I'm totally tracking with you though. Like, if, <laughs> if you it, want basil, you got to plant basil. That, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what you're trying. That's to say. what I'm trying to say. If you, don't, you want basil, you, you don't, don't plant, plant parsley. Time. Yes. <laughs> I really wish we said the same spice <laughs> <Me> there. <too. laughs> and so that's what I. That's that's pretty much what you said too. Yeah, it's all about intention. And I love I love living from a place of intention. Mm-hmm. If and I think about my relationship with my children or my relationship with Tom or my friends or a trip or uh my book or whatever it is that that living a life of intention, I never really did that consciously. Oh, Have a conscious I intention. I just kind of Flew by the seat of my pants, I guess, <laughs> and just let life happen. I think that's how a lot of people live. Yeah. I really think that's how a lot of people live. But I can tell you, and I th- I've spent years living like that. I mean, just, to, you know, waking up, throwing spaghetti on the wall. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to survive. You're like, yeah, <laughs> that's all that's you got. Right. <laughs> all you got is the spaghetti on the wall. That's right. But when you get to a place where you um you can you can and and you're you're ready mm-hmm. to be to live a more intentional life mm-hmm. it it is 
abundance is right around the corner with Mm -hmm. with intention Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. i really believe that because if i can think okay i'm i i'm taking inaprin to golf and i have 15 minutes with her how do i want inaprin to feel when she gets out of my car that i'm going to be fully i'm not going to be on my phone because i've got 15 minutes to create what I want to create in that moment with my daughter. You know, that is so awesome. And I would have given anything to be able to have done that with my daughters. Mm. And I didn't. I did not mindfully or intentionally think about how do I want this interaction to be. I do it more with my grandchildren. Like it, last week, Skylar and Charlie May spent a couple of nights because Bryn was out of town. And I mean, I had a, I mean, I had everything they wanted for dinner and I was ready for them and I didn't do anything else really but talk to them and hang with them. And it was very intentional. And when I was, when I, when my children were younger, I think I was just so distracted and so busy and volunteering mm-hmm and all of that that I just wasn't as intentional as harder the busier you are the more you're in the weeds it's it's really hard um and but I have to tell you because the, the the shadow side of this is because I try really hard to be very intentional if I'm with you um I'm not good about answering my text messages Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. Answering the phone. Yes. Correct. Yes. (laughs) I'm not. And and because wherever I am, I am. That's awesome, Tova. And but but I I love it for me, but I know that it can be difficult. and it also, I have to say, if somebody isn't fully present with me, I really know it. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you do too. I do. I'm and that I same d- way, by the way. Are you? You're mm-hmm. very intentional. De- well, I mean, definitely when I'm you somewhere, are. I'm there. Like I'm not on my. That's why sometimes <gasps> it'll take me like a day to get back to catch up on my texts and stuff, which I know is bad. But no, it isn't because you're you're present. Oh, that, I'm gonna have to work on that. You know, I do it with my clients. I am so with them. You are dialed in. I am dialed in. And by the end of the day, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I, I think it takes more energy to be intentional. Oh, yeah. You know, and and yeah, I need, I'm going to work on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's really, really awesome. It works for me. No. It really works well, for you, the, you're, me. If you are intentional about it and you're fully present, you're going to do a better job of being a mom or you're going to be a better mm-hmm. friend, Kevin, mm-hmm. or you're a better producer or mm-hmm. if you're not distracted. Yeah, because so, wherever you are, that's where you are. Yeah. And I really, I really like to be where I am because... I, w- I will not answer a text message during a show. Like, never. I mean, because for that amount I, of time, like, that's... I couldn't do that because it would, it would get me off my game. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, you don't want to take your mind off the... Off the ball. Yeah. No. Take no. your eye off the ball. Right? I would never do that with a client. I would never look at my phone oh, or look grief. at my iPad. That. But why yeah. would I do that with my daughter? That would be or really with noticeable. Tom. <laughs> you know, Tom would probably not believe it because I'm all over the place. <laughs> okay. I have a new goal. I got to go now. 
<laughs> well, no, um, I love that. That's that's really helpful. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm sure I have plenty to learn here too. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, Janice, you take the next one. Planting. Uh, I put new thought patterns. Ooh. What am I going to plant? Uh, I think our I am statements mm. were new thought patterns and to be persistent with my new thought patterns. And I, I do a pretty good job of that. Of If I find myself in any sort of negative talk, then I'll reframe it. And, and having that constant, you know, I am, I am happy or I am successful, or I am going to write, get this book done, or I'm going to make sure that this time with Skylar and Charlie May, or, or out to dinner with Tom or Blair or her kids or whatever that I am, I am, Mm. you know, so that it is fun. So I, and I think that that's, that is those thought patterns, those new thought patterns. I used to walk around thinking that the world kind of sucked and poor I me. I can't even imagine oh, that. Oh, you wouldn't have probably liked me that much. Oh, good because grief, I, was I can't just, even imagine that. I was just so poor me, such a victim, you know, and, and I'm not that way anymore. So that's what At the planting all. is because I do believe that whatever we plant in our garden is going to probably happen. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot, and I am very mindful about what I tell myself about my age. Mm, I I never say I am an old lady or I am old or I am, you know, dying within 20 years or I never, I mean, I just don't do it. Oh, I would never. I mean, and you are, you are beautiful and young and you are so far from, done on this not done. <laughs> you are not done i am not done <laughs> not even close but i have to watch that a little bit i bet i you bet. know i could see i mean i even start to think I, I we were talking today about uh our skin and yeah and like i literally looked in the mirror today and i was like i thought about my skin <laughs> and i was really grateful for my skin but i thought what is it gonna look like like when it doesn't look like this anymore. Yeah. It's coming. But yeah, we, we don't even need to be thinking. No, no. 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 You're you're right. I really I really like that. For for you planting is a lot a little bit like me um of choosing the seeds. I I see that a little bit more. So what's your planting? My planting is going for it. So taking action. Taking action. Okay. Like I visualize, I've prepared, I visualize, I've got my seeds and now it's, let's just go, okay, like you and I, you and I have, I think we have a lot of planting, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we do, we it. have, we have been on hold for a while with COVID mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and we haven't been able to do all of the things that we, you know, we have prepared the soil, we've chosen seeds and, you know, I'm, I get excited about planting Mm -hmm. and more and more and more and with the remedy and speaking and having workshops and yeah we're ready yeah we're ready Uh and so you know there's a time to to plant yeah you've got the soil ready you've got the seeds like let's let's go let's go yeah yeah that's cool um okay what about weeding 
What did you say for weeding? I said recognizing and removing negative thoughts. Beautiful. How do you do that? Because there are so many people, Janice, really struggle with it. That really struggle with negative thoughts. So when I, um, so let's say I catch myself thinking I am old, then I will say, nope, nope, I am vibrant and young. And so I will do a thought replacement. And I am pretty good at that. I've been doing it for years. And um, so I really, you know, sometimes I'll, I will think uh, I am bored. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say to myself, no, I am, my life is interesting and fun. And right now I am just in between Mm -hmm. so that I reframe it. Because that helps me because if I get stuck in that negative thinking, self-pity, you know, then that, that, then that's what comes. Then that is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What was yours? Um, for me, weeding was, uh, saying no, Mm -hmm. saying no to, to things that I don't want to do, uh, which was took me. And I, I really hope that anybody, I, you know, when I was a young mom, I mean, it's only, you know, 10 years, though, is a big 10 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've had my kids, oh, it'll be 11 years, and you know, I was thir- mid-30s. And I I did not know how to say no. I thought I had to say yes. And for me, learning the power of the positive no, <laughs> that when we say no to this, we're saying yes to that, mm-hmm. and that I, I am an unapologetic no girl if i can't or i don't want to or it's not that season for me it's just a no and i'm not even gonna say sorry no i love that i love that (laughs) i had to learn how to do that also because when i was your age i didn't say no i said yes to everything and it sucked the life out of me and I learned to say no when I uh, got my divorce. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Even with your kids? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I can say no to my kids for sure. That's good. Yeah. I think a lot of moms. I don't very often. I bet. Well, I bet you actually would love whatever they're asking. I bet you would love yeah. to, to yeah. do it. But I, yeah, I have no problem saying no. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's really Like amazing. you don't have to be on committees or boards or no if you don't want to you don't have to go to a party you don't have to go to a party and i don't even like if i didn't want to go to a party before and then i just didn't i would lie that's a terrible admission that's what you used to do oh yeah me too i totally lied do you kevin yep me too do you still do that um probably i'm trying to think of a uh, specific example but i'm not good at saying no yeah. I'm, I'm still terrible at it. Well, it, well you're it, still it, working on it. It's a practice. It is I a mean, practice. It, it's uncomfortable. But then it becomes like a head. party. But yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, if you, no. you want to get out of something, no. Yeah, you're never going to tell them the real reason. Like, oh, I'm oh, just I not w- going to go. I'll always say, oh, I have this or there's something going, you know. I, I will not something. lie. That I will not lie about why I can't go. 
I, I may not even give you an excuse, mm-hmm. but it's just, oh, I can't make it. I'm so, I, I, I don't I even, hope it's and, fun. And, and I don't even I'm, apologize. I'm so envious of your ability to do that. Yeah, I've had, I've learned to do that also. I don't, I mean, I used to say, oh, I had a dinner plans with so-and-so. I'm so sorry. I can't mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. that, you know, and I don't do that anymore Mm-mm. because, well, I just don't need to. You don't and, need and it's to. it's not like everybody, people are going to just die if I'm not at dinner with them. Guess what? Or it's going to be a Nobody terrible cares. party. No, everybody's like, okay. <laughs> Nobody cares. No. And then we're just living our somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Kev, let me tell you something. When you start saying no, it's like it becomes really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is really fun. I mean, you kind of It doesn't do, sound fun at all. Well, you kind of do the happy dance. <laughs> After you've said it, you're like, uh-huh, I did it. Yeah, uh-huh, I, I did it. it. I said it. No. <laughs> I did it. I said it. I did it. I feel like I'd I feel guilty. It. No, you've got God. That Catholic <laughs> upbringing did a number on you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, let me tell you, it really is just a practice, and I'm honing in on it because I can't tell you how many people struggle with this. I mean, I was counseling a young girl last week, and she's talking about how she didn't want to go to this wedding. And all the girls are mean to her. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You are flying somewhere, spending your money and your time to go to a wedding with mean girls. That you don't want to go to. What the hell are you doing? It's just a no. (laughs) Oh, and you can say, oh, it's just not going to work for me. I know you'll have a great time. That's what I was about to ask. Like, how do you present that? Do you say, oh, I just can't make it? Or you can say, you don't have to say, oh, no, I don't want to have dinner with you. (laughs) That's why I'm trying to find the middle ground there. Is you say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't say I'm sorry either. It's not going to work tonight, but thanks a bunch for the invite, and I hope you have a great time. Man, we are a we are a society of over apologizers. Well, and we're just trying to be nice. You Ugh. know, if you're nice, you don't say no. You just say, "Oh yes, I would love to be on that committee." <laughs> Ew! And the Ew. whole time, you know what you're doing the whole time? You're getting on the horn, bitching to whoever <laughs> will listen about how bad it sucks that you're on that committee. <laughs> you know, when I was yeah. in Rosemary Beach over spring break, do you know what I noticed? is how many girls are apologizing. Just walking out the door, I'm walking in, they're walking out, So sorry. Like, mm-hmm. stop, mm-hmm. girls, please stop apologizing. Yes, I remember stop. this, Brendated this guy, was just the cutest guy back in college, but he would say, could I have a glass of water? I'm sorry. I, um, and finally, I was like, you don't need to apologize for anything. You just ask me for a glass of water, and I am so happy to get yes. it. My housekeeper, I'll, she'll be cleaning my bedroom. I'll walk in, and she's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, you're fucking cleaning my toilet right now. Why are you apologizing? I, I should be apologizing. Be. I'm so sorry you're cleaning my toilet. Oh, all she does is apologize. Oh, bless her heart. That's a shame-based behavior. 
I, it comes from not from feeling a little less than I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt your feelings. So I'll apologize in the advance, you know, and I, and, and I, I mean, if somebody gets angry or their feelings are hurt because you cannot attend their dinner party or whatever, you don't want to be on that committee. That's, that's their issue. And, and you can be okay when they're not okay. That's that totally. bit developing that muscle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like what you said last week when we, are not living in abundance. We are in that section of life where we f- we're less than. There's, yeah. That is not where we belong. No. Okay, mulching. What'd you put for that? So, so I looked up what mulching is. Did you not know what it was? Well, I did, but I didn't know what the benefits were uh-huh. or what the point was. So uh-huh. for me, I I needed some context. Uh-huh. That's good. And so I looked up mulch and it says mulch is used to retain moisture in the soil suppress weeds keep the soil cool prevent frost in the in the winter and make the garden bed look more attractive it also helps improves the soil structure drainage and nutrients holding capacity um which i didn't know about mulch uh-huh. like why do why do, why is mulch an important part of the garden and so I, mean, I used to have to do that as a kid and I didn't even know what the point was. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> you just said yes. You're a yes guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, so to me, after I read what the point is with mulch, uh, this is all about surrendering ourselves to the best, the best relationships, surrounding ourselves with the best, the best relationships, the best friendships, people who love us, people who protect us, people who have our back, um, people who keep us warm in the winter and cool in the summer, people who I loved that the point of mulch, one of the points of mulch is to make the garden bed look more attractive. We should absolutely be surrounding ourselves with people who make us the best version and life, of ourselves. life choices yes. that make our life beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Situations and people that bring out the best in us. Yeah. I thought about mulching as being a way to, so if you put mulch in and you kind of work it into the soil, that it's loosening up the soil. Mm. And so I put having fun with it. Having oh. fun with your life and being, don't take life so seriously and letting there be room for the roots to go and for the fun factor in it. So that's I where, so that, that was different. That's, but you and I, I didn't look it up, but I remember because so my yard guy at, down at the lake had called and he said, we're going to put mulch into the beds and everything and loosen up the soil so everything will regrow, mm. you know, because so many things had died. And I was like, okay, great. So then I was like, oh, there you go. I love that. Loosen up. Yeah. Just, Don't take life so seriously. Yeah, Have fun. Life is supposed to be fun. Life is fun. It is fun. Yes. And we should be having more fun. Okay. We should be creating all kinds of, like, it's just, it, it really is just a mindset. You know who's so beautiful at this and who's taught me this is Mary Catherine. Yeah, I was going to say. She doesn't do anything ordinary. Last week we went rollerblading or a couple weeks ago we went rollerblading she showed up, I, I have a video, I'm going to post it, in a tutu, and 
I mean, her outfit was beyond crazy. And do you know how she picks me up? In her big ass Bronco with the music blaring, and she's standing on my windowsill dancing <laughs> at the front door. And I just, I took a video of her because I thought, this is amazing. Like, And she, that's how she is. That's how yes. she wants to be. Yes. She doesn't do anything ordinary. And she has inspired me to, to loosen up, mm-hmm. mix it up, to mm-hmm. think of another way. Hey, instead of, instead of driving, what, how about, we, what if we bike ride? What if we, what if we went on, what if we walked? What if we, you know, just thinking outside of the box and doing things with a little bit more fun. Yeah. Such, because we can get in big old ruts. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. And it is sexy when you are with somebody, girlfriend, guy, boyfriend, husband, who really keeps it fresh and light and fun. Yeah. Yeah, life is fun. It is supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be fun. Um, okay, so... How fertilizing. Are, fertilizing. What did you say? I said abundance literature. So all of my devotionals that I read uh, are abundance-based devotional books. And I have five of them. I read The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. And I read uh, around Joyous the, Living. I uh, read Joyous Living Journal. I have three of those that I read. And uh, and if you want any of those, if you go to Amazon, and the author is Petra Wells, W-E-L-D-E-S, and another guy, Ian Sorensen, I think yes. is his name. And so those abundant abundance books are amazing. I love them. I do too. I, I did not. Joyous Living, the blue uh-huh, cover. The blue I one. And I, my girls read it and I read it and I love them. So, so, oh, and then I read Emmett Fox around the, around the year with Emmett Fox. And he, he has abundance. He was a metaphysical healer back in, or preacher back in the 40s. And um, he had a huge influence on the formation of Alcoholics Anonymous. His literature, a lot of, of those principles were from him and I love his devotional book and I've read it that was one of the first ones I read in 1995 wow and it's great that that Mm -hmm. long I've been reading and language of letting go too I love actually I started reading the language of letting go in 1982 is the date on my book wow Uh uh-huh and then it took me that much longer to make a decision about that it's pretty interesting i'm a slow learner but anyway <laughs> my abundance literature different podcast gratitude list mm. and um and then taking action because i'm gonna really try to get this book out is my writing workshop that was a way to fertilize that getting going on that mm-hmm. so anything that if any of your intentions if you can take some actions that'll help help that the root system of that kind of grow in your soul will will really help and i don't know i i literally am depend psychologically dependent on my abundance books I love them too. They're I mean, a blessing. Yeah. They are a great blessing. They really I start are. my, all my days with them as well. 
Yeah. What was your fertilizer? So I put fertilizing, fertilizing and watering in uh-huh. the same uh, mm-hmm. for me. So watering's next. So I'll be interested to see what what you say. But I, I've lumped those two together because in my mind, it they were both about taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about a well watered garden, mm-hmm. or you just fertilized your grass. I I look at that and you've taken something that already exists and you're just investing in it and making it a better version. Enriching it. Enriching it. Yes. So for me, this is all about all the things that I do to really invest, unapologetically do to invest in myself. Love it. Whether it's a yoga class or Botox or getting my hair highlighted or or taking a nap at four o'clock mm-hmm. and not feeling lazy or bad about it mm-hmm. um saying no you know it's all the things that i do to 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 really invest to take care of my heart my mind my soul my body mm-hmm. um you know you and i are we're not spring chickens like Kev over here, but man, we look good. And, you know, we take really good care of ourselves. And I mean, when you look at you and think that you're 67, 68 and a half. Yeah. You're, I don't know why I always throw in that half. I'm kind of ready to get, I'm kind of ready to get to 70 just so I can be done with it all. Yeah. I turned 50 this year and I can't wait to yeah. turn 50. I yeah. really can't wait. Yeah, it's great. It is great. great. It is great. Um, but all to say, I just think that um, I think we should be, I think we should unapologetically invest and take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you say for watering? I put daydreaming, visualizations, getting into nature. Mm. and being open-minded to a new way that could be different from my original intention. What about watering gave those thoughts? Because those are the things that are going to keep the intentions alive. The watering, the daydreaming about it, how do I want it to look, Mm -hmm. visualizing me in that situation, whatever that intention is. Uh, nature helps me remember of the power of the universe because when you're in nature, you see the power of the universe everywhere you look. Oh, yes, you do. And uh, being open-minded is to kind of be in a position of to go with the flow, Mm -hmm. which watering, when it flows into your garden, it goes where it needs to go. And it may not be the exact path that you had, but it it will go where it needs to go. So that's where the open-mindedness. I really like that, Janice. Good. Yeah. And it's so true. It goes where it needs to go. It goes where it needs to go. You kind of trust it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, prune, pruning and thinning rows. What did you say for that? I said to stay focused... So um, I am, sometimes I need to cut back on something in order to stay focused Mm -hmm. and to kiss it. Keep it simple, sister. (laughs) Or silly. Silly, yep, yep. (laughs) 
but I like sister better. Yeah. So keep it simple, sister. And that way it will, because I can get overly enthusiastic about, let's say, a project. And then if I do that, then I then I need to cut back on it because it takes too much energy. So that's where I got the pruning. Uh, did you have thinning rows as something uh-huh. different? No, I had okay. it as the as same. The same. Uh-huh. Okay. Did you have it different? Nope. nope. Okay. I did it too. What did you put? So for pruning and thinning rows, I, to me, that just felt like letting go of things um, and or relationships that aren't serving mm-hmm. me. You're just weeding it. You're just yeah, thinning, thinning it out. It out. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, and I'm I think I'm pretty thin. Like <laughs> I think I've kind of weeded out. I just don't have in abundance. When you are determined, and and you know what it feels like to live in abundance, I think it's really easy to let go of the things that aren't serving you. Absolutely. Um, and that's so recognizable, and you can like. It's not yeah. serving me. Yeah. It's not blessing me. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I'm going to just say goodbye. Yeah. To that I totally thing agree. Or that person. Because it takes energy. Any of those things that aren't serving you still take energy to participate in, sure. or even if it's just your mind, if it's rolling around in your brain too much, you know, and that's another thing that, that what I helps me sometimes to be focused is, is if I catch myself with too much negative thinking in my brain, then I can let that go so that I can keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, I, my brain is pretty simple. Do I want it? Yeah. Do I, <laughs> is it going to work for me? No. Do I, you know, that's, I mean, I don't feel, uh, it's, it's what's really great about being my age is that I don't, feel like I owe people things, you know, whereas when my children were younger, there you have a lot Mm -hmm. of duties that you really need to do. Mm -hmm. And as a wife and a grandmother, it's just what I want to do, you know, and I'm very fortunate that, uh, that Tom is so laid back. I mean, he doesn't, you know, insist on a whole lot of stuff from me. (laughs) <laughs> he is so laid back. I, he had such a good quality about him. He, he seems, I mean, yeah, I don't know is. him no, super he, well, but he, he is. He's a, he's a gentle spirited. I mean, he can, he can get upset for sure, especially when he's sometimes on a business call or something, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't have all these expectations of me and I really don't have him of him either. It's really mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. It seems very compatible. Yeah, it is. I'll say to him, like me going to Arizona, you know, when I decided to do that, I was like, okay, so Vicki and I are planning this week in Arizona. Do you have a problem? Any, you see any conflict with that? And he's like, no, be it's awesome. Y'all have so much fun. So he's really he never pouts about that or anything like that. That's just, such, that is such a good quality. Yeah, it is. I'm really, really blessed. Mm-hmm. He's I don't a even lucky know. man. He is. <laughs> Now that's the truth. I tell him that. But you know every what? day. If you think about <laughs> it, you know, you use that as an example, but there's a lot of people who get get and give a lot of grief about things that are just like if you wanted to go to Arizona and he got his feelings hurt about that, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He would never like, get his feelings hurt. He would hurt never him. get his feelings mm-hmm. hurt, but and you would 
all to say, like I do know people in relationships where they don't they don't have that freedom and they don't mm-hmm. have that, and that's just that's kind of silly, you know. And yeah, that no, no, <laughs> just no, <laughs> don't, <laughs> just don't. Yeah, it's so silly. Like we should be celebrating one another. Yes, yeah, and cheerleading the those those amazing opportunities that our spouses have that don't may not have to do with us. That's right. You know, yeah. we should be encouraging of that. I totally agree. But I do think it takes confidence and a, a different kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, okay. The next word is transplanting. So I looked up transplanting too, because uh-huh. I was like, what is involved in this? Clearly I'm not a gardener. Um, so it says some plants need transplanting to rebloom. Plants like daylilies, hostas, peonies, which are my personal favorite, um, need to be divided and therefore transplanted. Not every year is needed, probably every third year. These plants may take a while to reestablish themselves, but they need to be rejuvenated this way. Timing is everything. Love that. With with transplanting. So for me, this was all about sometimes we just need to start over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to leave where we are and go to another space. That's to, bigger. Yes. To bloom mm-hmm. and to thrive. Um, and, you know, for me, this was an obvious, like, I've really felt like that when I got divorced. Like I was, this space that I'd always been in was very familiar, and, and it, but it wasn't thriving. It was, I was not thriving. I was not living abundantly in my marriage. And even though it was devastating and heartbreaking and horrifying to go through and get to the other side of it, getting transplanting and moving to a new, I mean, I stayed in my house, really nothing physically changed, but it's a mindset Mm -hmm. for me, you know, and and it was a very big adjustment on all fronts. But, you know, sometimes I'm sure transplanting is scary because you're leaving familiar Mm -hmm. to do something new. This might look like moving to taking a new job or moving Mm -hmm. to a new city or breaking up. Um, yeah, it can be really scary transplanting, but to stay, that doesn't, that's just cause you're scared. That's not a, that's not a reason to stay. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I loved that it said timing. Yeah. Is everything. Well, you know, transplanting. One of the things that came to my mind when I was thinking about transplanting is organ transplanting. You know, like if you, if you, if somebody's kidney has failed and the kidneys have failed and they need a kidney transplant is that it is taking something that is already thriving someplace else and putting it in a new space for a new ability to thrive. Mm. And, and that's kind of what I, what I thought about and the ability to be flexible you know, to be able to go to a new space and to not have to have everything so, so 
solidified. Oh my gosh, th- I could never be happy someplace else, or I could never be mm. alive someplace else. Mm-hmm. But if sometimes if we don't make that move, then we don't the know. plant dies, yeah. or yeah. the yeah. or the intention dies. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really, really good. I mean, it is. I know that a lot of people stay stuck mm-hmm. in life. They do. I had a girl mm-hmm. call me today that um, she was interested in maybe me doing some counseling with she and her husband. And she got, you know, kind of gave me her story and everything. And he was not really interested in trying to work on the marriage. It was confusing. But I told her, I said, you know, I am not probably the person for you because I don't have the desire to make you comfortably miserable. Oh, 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 I love that. And she was like, that's what she said. Oh. And I said, if that's what you're interested in, you and your husband, then I just, I can't, I can't see you. So, and I, I really thought, oh, that just, you know, that I can't do that. Yeah. But I think that so many people are comfortably miserable in relationships, in jobs, in in, in friendships. I mean, it's like where, wherever you, you turn, you're just sort of comfortably miserable. And God did not put us on this earth. We are not here and we are not... We, I really believe if, if you are living comfortably miserable, you are missing out on God's intention for your life. Well, there's, you, you cannot be in a place of abundance. No, no. Because the soil of abundance has to be rich and vibrant. And that is comfortably miserable is like. (laughs) Yuck. Yuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's just a no. That's a no. Yeah. I would not be comfortably miserable with any part of my life. Me neither. Not one. No. If something's going on with one of my kids, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And, like right now. Yeah. And we're going to get to the other side of it. Yeah. And we know, and you know what? I, that's how I am about everything. If I'm not happy here, then I'm going to get out. Well, and we don't, we, we don't have to be comfortably miserable because somebody else in our life is not ready to do what we're doing. And, you know, uh, right now, Tom at work is really, really busy with this company that they're blah, blah, blah. And, uh, (laughs) and so, uh, and he is not in a place to do much traveling. Mm -hmm. And so, but I am, I am so. Me too, where should we go? (laughs) I know. So, I mean, I have a couple of things planned, you know, and, and because I don't, there's, I would never do anything that would hurt, but that would be threatening to our marriage or anything like that. But, but to be able to have that flexibility and to not allow yourself to be comfortably miserable. Mm-mm. There's no reason. There's no reason. No. There's no reason. And and that is, you're missing out. And, and you know what I say? 
the world's missing not only are you missing out on the world the world's missing out on you absolutely nobody needs another sourpuss <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't even want to be around anybody like that no i mean i really don't i used to be uh, that sourpuss. i just I, I i'm you know what it's so encouraging when you say <laughs> stuff like that because for the people who are in that space it really uh gives them hope that just because it's where you are today, it doesn't mean it's where you have to stay. No, it is not who you are. It's not. It is just where you are in this moment. Yes. Get out. Yeah. You control. This is all. This is the most amazing news. It's all within our control. Our, our abundance is all within our control. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It totally is. Um, can I read this thing that I wrote at the end? You did your harvesting, right? No. Oh, do your no. harvesting. Did you do harvesting? Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, you do <laughs> You do harvesting. Uh, reaping the benefits and loving life. Oh, I said celebrate when it's time to celebrate. Love it. <laughs> there we are. There's my plants. <laughs> they grew. <laughs> They grew. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Harvesting is all about uh, all about being excited that that this way of living is working. And it's and the it's you're experiencing and enjoying the fruits of the labor because when you're working on this garden of your mind, it's not easy. Yeah. You it really takes some energy and some time, but you will reap the benefits Absolutely. with the harvest. Absolutely. If you will if the you harvest will practice will come. it, the harvest will come. Mm-hmm. It is in the working of the principles. Yes. It, it's impossible for it not to come if you work on it. And think about I think about the fact that you just said that how and it's true, I believe it. And I think it's important to remember that it is not easy. No. It's not easy, but it is totally doable. It's a process, not an event. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a marathon. Yeah, it is it's not a sprint. But it's not miserable. Mm-mm. The practices are not. They're not no, misery based not at, at all. all. No. I want to read this before we close. If it's okay. Yeah. Um, you must believe that you are never given a dream or goal without the means to make it happen. Provide sunshine to your garden with a positive attitude. You may have to work at it. Your dream may involve real effort, not struggle. On your part, it may require diligent practice, constant improvement, and sustained effort. Life will not be made manifest by cowards or complainers. Mm -hmm. You can do it, and the universe supports you. Decide what you want. Believe you can have it. Believe you deserve it. And believe it's possible for you. That is so flipping awesome. Isn't that awesome? Who who wrote that? Well, the last part is Jack Canfield is the one that the decide what you want, believe you can have it, believe you deserve it, and believe it's possible for you. The rest of it was from uh, the book that I sent you the picture of. Uh-huh, that uh-huh. joyous living were, no it wasn't uh uh-huh. that was not that was one of the that was the very first no that well that last part was from the very first book that they ever wrote in okay. the abundant thing in okay. the abundance living journal 
but I don't remember. It's a black one, but you don't have that one. No. Uh, will you send me that? Uh-huh. And I'll post it. Yes. That is I will. phenomenal. Isn't it good? God, I just feel like I got to get up and read that every day. I know. That's Isn't like it? a very I love this. Empowering. Life will not be made manifest by cowards or complainers. Amen. I don't even want to be friends with those people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, sorry wham, if you're wham, one of wham. them. <laughs> sorry if you're one of them and I'm not ready to be friends with you. But you're coming. You're evolving. That's right. And and pretty soon we'll be friends. Yes. <laughs> best friends but don't invite her too much because she'll say no don't invite me if you get your feelings hurt i just sent that to you tova okay thank you well this was awesome it was so fun yeah i I really love it i was giddy about it we're gonna build on this for the month of april and really get everybody's garden all spruced up and then we're going to celebrate the harvest. That's right. That's we're right. We're going to celebrate the harvest. <laughs> so y'all have an amazing week. And uh, we'll see you back here next. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kevin.